It is 24 minutes after the hour here on the John at Large Radio Show. And uh, a tip of the hat to uh, Josh for pulling up a little BGs. Uh, no doubt dad is uh, smiling from above. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I was just chatting with our good friend uh, Jim Gadette. And uh, who, who's in studio and free to talk about whatever it is he wants to talk about. But we were talking about my uh, uh, my impending departure from the uh, airwaves here on 90.7 FM WLMW. And apparently um, people who have blocked me have been commenting on posts that friends of mine, including if not especially Lisa Freeman, have put up about my going off the air. And I, 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 I was a little perplexed about some of the comments that I saw popping up from Lisa and others in these uh, threads. And it appears that, uh, well, it appears that uh, I guess I'm being trash talked by some folks who I can't see because they've blocked me. Oh, well, what's the fun of trashing somebody if you, uh, uh, if they can't see you, he's coming. So, and um, I, 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 you know, yesterday was a, a busy day for a number of reasons, and I opened up Facebook this morning to see what has to be a record number of messages and notices, uh, notifications. So I will just simply say thank you to uh, everybody. I have been uh, heartened by the outpouring of support. I have received several messages from uh, from people. I even got one from uh, a listener in Manchester, who uh, Keith, who is a a marketing specialist who says that he's more than happy to uh, assist if there's any way to, uh, you know, to help keep the uh, show on the air. So <laughs> I, I will send Keith a note. I will thank him. And uh, uh, whatchamacallit. Well, <laughs> we'll see what he's got in mind. Uh, but, uh, you know, the comments keep coming in. Mark. Sad to hear, but thank you for your years of hard work and service to delivering shows and thoughtful analysis and commentary to Manchester and Goffstown. Throughout at large will be missed. Craig, I choose to be glad it happened. Thanks to you and all who made this show happen. Good luck in your future uh, ventures. Emily, what a loss. Throughout at large is the best local news show in the area, a reflection of both the quiet courage and deep experience of its humble host. Thanks for stepping to the plate, Rich. You are a true hero. Wow. I I just, I I really... um, I, I really do um, a- appreciate it. It uh, It is humbling. It really is. And, um, you know, if you're going to, uh, how do I put this? If you're going to go off the air or you're going to bring something like this to an end, you, you, you know, in your heart of hearts, you want to know that uh, more people appreciated it than didn't. <laughs> and of the people who didn't appreciate it, you kind of take a little joy in that too, because you know, for all their protestations of, uh, uh, you know, how irrelevant you were, that they were always listening because, because they knew to the contrary. Uh, but oh well. But uh, well, you know, we'll see. As I as I've said, it's not goodbye or it's not farewell. And um, Why do I have pictures of the Van Trapp kids or Von Trapp kids singing so long? (laughs) Because you watch too many movies. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I've only seen that movie once. Really? Yeah. I love that movie. And and I saw that movie once. It was probably within the last year that I saw the movie, too. 
That's a classic. I love that. Oh, movie. it was it was it was a great was film. A, we went on a field trip in second grade, I think, to see that movie. When field trip in the second grade, first or second grade, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, but um, it, it really has, you know, because sometimes, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes you wonder if you've if you've labored in vain. You know what I mean? And uh, but to uh, to see this uh, outpouring, knowing full well that there are cranks all over the world. Oh, Lynn, Michelle, Ellen. Sorry to hear, but your reasons are irrefutable. Thank you for all you've done. Best wishes. Thank you. You've done a great job keeping the public informed. On the- See, and it does pain me because I, I, I know that there's just stuff out there because of what we've done that otherwise never would have been out there. And what can you do? So, so far, uh, this this little thing has been seen by almost 7,000 people just on Facebook. <laughs> there you go. Not bad for a day's work. All right, so... Um, Jim, you've, uh, you've been coming here early for, geez, since before we built this, uh, <laughs> big broadcast location. Yeah. I want to say back now. Well, yeah, yeah this one. Yeah. Well, you could use back in, back in the, the big conference room, back, back in the conference room <laughs> where we, I think I, you know, one of your first shows, we took a picture of you in a Batman costume, <laughs> which we use from time to time. Yeah. No, that was, yeah, I probably came in and I, 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 I went back and looked rich and it was May. It's been Four years and seven months and, oh. you know, a couple weeks. I think I started in May sometime. And you don't get paid for this. In fact, you pay me. You bring me, you bring me, <laughs> bring chocolate, you chocolate. You bring me chocolate decaf just about every Tuesday morning. To power your week. Yeah. <laughs> Empower your week and make Mike Bistany upset. Yeah, I know. Well, that's okay. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how well I do in the fat Imagine how challenge. tired you'd be without that, Rich. The decaf? I know. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been, I was, I was thinking about that. It, it was, um, you know, Jeff Sarnick's move that kind of triggered this, yeah. this whole chain of yeah. events. Yes, it was. Dr. Jeff, yeah. our pracademic. Yep. Both of you have done a, a fantastic job keeping the public up to date about public safety. What was it that drew you to public safety and you know, public service as a first a corrections officer, then as a deputy sheriff, and then finally as a police officer? You know, growing up, Rich, I, I, I had a very parochial upbringing in every sense of the word. I, I really did. I, I grew up in a very small, basically the parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything was run out of the church or the school. Yeah. I don't think I knew anybody who wasn't white, French, and Catholic, literally, <laughs> until I got to high school, and I found out there were Irish Catholic people. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the Aldenville section of Chickabee, Mass. Chickabee, very French. Right. It was oui. the, the, the parish of uh, St. Rose de Lima. I went to St. Jean d'Arc Grammar School. Uh-huh. I had the Sisters of the Presentation of Mary. Uh, which, you, know, you turned out to be a fine, upstanding citizen. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was really a very insulated kind of... I mean, I had friends who French was the first language in their home. It was yeah. not... English. They spoke English out of, uh, you know, civility and politeness. Right. And, uh, you know, when there were other people in the home. And I delivered newspapers, the Boy Scout troops. You know, my parents were very involved. The, it was a local athletic league. Uh, and I, I found out there were actually Irish people because there was a St. Patrick's Day parade in Holyoke that was pretty big, um, <laughs> you know, back in the day. And, and in fact, it, true story, I have an aunt who is a sister of St. Joseph. She's retired. We just celebrated her 80th birthday. We threw a party for her because obviously she didn't have any kids to do that. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And for years, when I went to high school, we had the sisters of St. Joseph. 
And so it was never a, a threat to go home and, you know, hey, do I need to talk to your parents? It was always, do we need to tell Sister Diane, who was also known as Sister Loretta John back in the day, uh, because th- their naming, uh, you know, uh, paradigm was you took the middle name of your mother and your father, and that became your religious name. Okay. So my, my Meme Gadette's middle name was Lorette, so she became Loretta, and my Pepe Gadette's middle name was Jean, so it was John, so it was Loretta John. I was convinced the Sisters of St. Joseph were Irish uh, because there was a bunch of Irish nuns in that order, but au contraire, very French order founded in France, traces their roots all the way back to France. Okay. And I didn't know this until about 10 years ago. Hmm. But uh, So yeah, there were Irish people in Holyoke, and then imagine my culture shock when I was the lone Catholic in my platoon down at... You know, down in Quantico, Virginia, uh, you know, in in Marine officer training, and my rack mate was, you know, everybody was a Baptist, and there was no Catholic chaplain for like the first two weeks, and I had to go to Anglican services, because it was the one hour a week that you weren't getting messed with, Uh so you went to services, and yeah, I I had a very, very, but I always knew there were two things I wanted to be, you know, growing up. I mean, we grew up in, in the shadow of Westover Air Force Base in the height of uh, the Vietnam War. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a very military town. Um, yeah, many, many of my friends volunteered. There was you know, no draft after 72. Uh, military service was, you know, was there were a bunch of people who just went down and signed up to join the Marines the same day, different, you know, reporting dates. And uh, it was just, you know, it was stereotypical, I think, of, of you know, small-town America, even for New England, which is not notoriously conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew I wanted to do one of two things, be in the Marine Corps or be a police officer, which is from a very, very early age. Um, you know, and, you know, the career law enforcement obviously won out. So it, it was, you know, some things you, you're just certain of, and those were one of those things. Gotcha. So uh, our, our good friend Lisa Freeman wants to know about, the, hey, what about the Italians there in Chicopee? Are there any Italians no, down there? No. A lot of Polish people, though. There's a big, big Polish section, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, there's not, to my knowledge, very many Italians. You'd find them in Springfield. Springfield. Yes. Uh, but uh, no, unfortunately, no Italians. But yeah, it was, it was like I said, it, it, it's as insular as you can you can imagine. You want to talk about growing up in a kind of a bubble, and then you get out in the world, yeah. and you go, "Oh my goodness!" Right, but but you know, uh, it's not, not a bad thing, Rich. I was going to say, I, I'm I not had, sure that that's I had a bad a thing. Wonderful, because, wonderful upbringing, and I have no regrets <clears throat> about it. Well, because you know, I but 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 kind of you know, philosophically speaking, here, I think I think people who are genuinely secure in their own identity as to who they are are far more accepting of other people that are different from them because they don't they don't see them as a threat. They don't see them as a you know as as some someone that's going to somehow take something from them, you know. And if you if you were raised Catholic, which 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 you were, you understand, right? We're all we're all children of God. We are all created by the same God in heaven, uh, and all that fun stuff. Which means you're my brother from another mother, if I can use a modern metaphor. Well, right, and, and, you know, and I I'd like to think that that's you know i'd like to attribute that more to a proper upbringing than right. you know than school but obviously it was reinforced in school well sure and you know reinforced in you know things like scouting when scouting was really you know to my mind uh, you know it was it had not been urbanized and kind of dumbed down and uh, even athletics. I mean, you know, everybody came. Lisa says you weren't looking hard enough for the Italians in Chicago, <laughs> by the way. 
So, uh-huh. but yeah, so you know, now now that kind of uh, upbringing would be frowned on as somehow depriving you of the world's rich, you know, wealth of diverse peoples and cultures and everything else. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure that that is. Uh, I'm not sure that's the truth. Because, I, I you know, think I, I disagree with that wholly. You know, and on and on many different levels. My my three oldest daughters, and we've talked about this, you know, kind of as family and amongst friends, had the privilege of growing up not only having all four of their grandparents alive during their, you know, their early years, but two of their great-grandparents, my, my grandparents, who lived through the Depression, who lived through World War II. Um, what a gift. What a gift. And, you know, not too many kids— Growing up nowadays can say that they've grown up in, in an intact home, let right. alone knowing who all, having all four of their grandparents alive and having contact with them, plus two great-grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. See, I had, I had three of my grandparents alive, two of my great-grandparents uh, for a period of time. My kids had all four of their grandparents un- until recently, and uh, two for a little while of their great-grandparents. My 90-year-old grandmother is, is yeah. still with us, so, right. and they love Great Nana. And, uh, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, families through the generations and, and how they hand down their traditions and thoughts. I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood that wasn't uh, terribly different. I mean, there were there were kids that I went to school with who spoke English to their parents who spoke French back to them because they would not let them speak French in the house. They 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 learned English. That's why they were here. It was working class. There were cops. There were firemen. My father was a teacher, you know. Our neighbor worked at the new Boston tracking station. We thought ooh. that was ooh, so cool. Yeah, under the uh, golf you know, ball. <laughs> my other neighbor, you know, worked out at uh, AT and T for you know his entire career. And it was you know typical working class neighborhood. Yeah, it was all white. It was mostly French. It was most mostly Catholic. You know, we saw each other at Saint Jean Baptiste. Yeah, uh, which we used to call Saint Jean's because we didn't grow up speaking French. I learned it in school, um, even though my father spoke it as his first language and. Uh, you know, somehow it hasn't it hasn't uh, it hasn't guaranteed that uh, the kids that I grew up with were all racist, bigot, homophobes. I mean, we all we all we all turned out to be pretty much OK with anybody as long as they're not trying to stick it to us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, you know, I, I think that that I, I believe that's more a function of your upbringing, um, you know, the, Military. Yeah, but I think I think I think your faith has something to do with it. I think it does too. I mean, in the military and you know law enforcement and even to some degree, you know, firefighting, I would imagine is is like the great equalizer. There is that that saying that you know we all bleed red, mm-hmm. you know, or you know we all bleed green. If you want to use you know a little army or Marine Corps analogy, but yeah, you know there are you know you don't care about you know you don't care if the guy sitting next to you in that you know in that firefight is plaid. He's, you know, he's your brother. Same That's thing right. when you're, you know, on the job in the police force. You don't really care. Right. You want to save um, his neck because yeah, he, you know, he's probably going to have, have an opportunity person, to save yeah, yours. You've <laughs> got to have that person's back versus anything else. So, you know, again, I think that those values and those upbringings makes that transition into those career paths almost natural and very yeah. easy. You want, you all already understand the ethic, mm-hmm. you know, or that ethos, uh, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, from a very early age, I was very, you know, very, very solid on what I wanted to do, you know, and, and of course you always get the, you know, we were the first generation of, of our family that actually had the opportunity to have a college education. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, what do you mean? You don't want to be a lawyer. You know, <laughs> when my brother was, when my brother who's a pharmacy doctor was going to school for like what would be considered pre-med, well, what do you mean you don't want to be a doctor? 
Right. You know, it's like they thought automatically you can go from barely scraping it out of high school, you know, to, you know, be, you know, curing cancer or something like that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm going, you know, I'm going to serve, but I'm not going to be a lawyer. Right. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. <laughs> and ironically, I have a son-in-law who's a lawyer now. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of funny the way that works out. Well, there it is. All right, we're going to take a break for traffic, weather, and sports. When we come back, you'll hear the funky music, and uh, Jim Gadette will be with us for our final installment of Public Safety this week here on the Gerard at Large radio show.